One. Welcome to Chalk It Up, episode 17. I'm Tyler Smith. Here with Noah Spanauer. Um, we got a guest on today. He's been on the show before. Uh, my brother and our uh, colleague in the industry. Yeah, uh, reoccurring <laughs> guest here, Josh Spanauer. Great to be on, guys. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have him on a few more times, but um, how to get him on. We're going to talk some uh, talk some various forms of training today. Tyler? Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a good show. Last time we had him on, we talked a little bit, uh, a little bit NCAA, NCAA basketball, March Madness stuff. It was more, uh, that one was more kind of an interview-based uh, podcast. Today we're just kind of... You know, we've met him before and had him on and everything, so we're just going to kind of get into discussion, talk just about different stuff. Staying, staying on track with the material here. Yeah, yeah for sure. Guide, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we got a full menu today. We're going to talk sports performance training, uh, some team training. We're going to let Josh talk a little bit about that. Um, then we'll get into some, to some just more training questions about what's your favorite exercises, you know, and why. And then, you know, Noah's got to throw the supplement. We got a, yeah, but we're, our, uh, it's been a while since we've had our last uh, supplement talk segment, but yeah. we're bringing it back. Um, it's going to be nice to have it back. We've got, um, got an array of supplements that have been uh, been consumed over the time <laughs> that, uh, that we last met together, so it'll be good to get, on the, get that talk under our belt, but... Um, we're gonna start off with a little weekly training recap. Yeah. How you wanna How you wanna roll with that? Uh, I can roll with it first. Um, I'm about to shift over, start training for that Spartan race we're gonna do, Noah. So, I'm um, just I'm honestly trying to lift heavy this like last week, just because I'm not probably gonna be doing that much anymore here in the coming weeks. So, knocking out knocking out some heavy heavy lifting in the weight room. Been doing a little bit of cardio, nothing crazy, but it's coming around full circle. So. Got to start training for that. It's going to be a long run. Got about November-ish when that occurs. We we talked a little bit about that last podcast. So, yeah, we're going to start training for that uh, Mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, Yeah, I'll follow. Uh, Been on the uh, Four Seasons of Lifting plan by uh, Christian Thibodeau, Tib Army. Great program. Tib Army program. Um, This week I'm finishing up the Block 2, which is the powerlifting block. So the blocks, Josh, and you can speak on this too, but um, we have bodybuilding is the first block, powerlifting is the second block, and Tyler, you've done some with me, um, powerlifting, but powerlifting is the second block, third block is, what is it? Uh, it's weightlifting, so weightlifting. that's what I'm on right now, mm-hmm. and like every day starts with a, starts with a snatch, um, you can, you basically you can choose to do it from the floor, from the hang. And then there'll be like a pull emphasis um, where you'll do uh, cleans and then deadlift. Is it still four days a week? Four days a week, okay. yeah. So uh, I kind of started that last week, the weightlifting. This week, uh, I'm changing it up. I'm just kind of doing, just yeah. freestyling it because I'm starting Squattober. Yeah, um, October first. So we're gonna have to talk about Squattober. I was like, I might as well have a fun week this week because <laughs> yeah, um, it's gonna be a lot of squatting coming up. I think uh, I think I'm gonna do a few weeks of the uh, Pure Mass Blueprint, the Thibodeau one. Oh yeah, that's a good you one. Know, uh, with the upcoming uh, upcoming supplement purchase that's been made, 
Yeah, I have to get him some bodybuilding. We'll, we'll touch on the settlement yeah, later, that, right? Yeah, that'll be touched on later. Right. Um, but, yeah, and then the, the fourth block of the four seasons is uh, Strongman. Strongman. Yeah. So that looks fun. That Yeah. I am, I'm going to... I, I am gonna finish the program, but it it'll take a pause here midway through. That that's what uh that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna I'm pausing it with Squattober and then probably jumping back into it after that. Mm-hmm. So is it, is each block four weeks? Is that how uh, three, three weeks? weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So it's like a, was it twelve? Twelve weeks total. Yeah, four, yeah, four blocks. That's not weeks. bad. Yeah, not bad. You it's can roll of... you can roll through like a big program like that in three months, like. What you want? Yeah, yeah. Mix it up a little bit, get some variety in there because that's what I, that's what I like about it. It's the yeah. different types of like the different blocks to it because like in three weeks just seems so much more manageable to me. It does. Than it, four. You don't you don't get bored. Like yeah, like looking at big picture, three weeks is for some reason seems less than, a right. lot less than four, even though it's one more. In that first phase of bodybuilding, it's uh, it's triphasic, so like it keeps keeps it fresh because you're you're lifted different ways, mm-hmm. you know. Like you're focusing eccentric week one, two is isometric, yeah, and then three you just bust it out, yeah. So uh, and then this this powerlifting is, that went by is Monday is Monday eccentric, uh, Wednesday isometric, Friday concentric, and then day four Saturday is uh, power or explosion. Ex- it, I think it's power, but it's more just like kind of trying to move the bar as fast as you can. So, yeah, yeah, I can tell, and like my my bench and squat definitely jumped during the uh, power lifting phase. Yeah, so I feel strong. Nice. I feel probably up there with the strongest I've been. Yeah, um, <clears throat> sitting at like one ninety seven to two hundred, kind of fluctuating in between there. Right, right now, but yeah, I, I like this uh, program, but yeah, you got Squattober coming up. Um, I'll probably hit a few days here and there. Tyler, we got we got Squattober planned for later. Yeah, we're we're gonna follow that up from December. So those two months are gonna just be get as strong as you can. Yeah, squat or deadlift and squat. Um, I like December. One one thing I want to hop on is the uh, sprint timber. Uh, you heard of that? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, no, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, so I, I got I got a couple programs. The, uh, the guy, <laughs> I've never heard that. The one. guy uh, from from TCU baseball programs it, but I got the programs. They send it out every September. It looks pretty good. So I might I might follow that up. Yeah. Uh, after we we do squat over whenever we do it, but yeah, I'm always down. I I just like experimenting, trying new things. You know. Probably not very good for just getting as strong as I can or whatever, but you gotta it, find what it's fine. You. Yeah, yeah, I really like the variety. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I chose to do this four seasons thing. Yeah, I was like, you know, you're gonna get a lot of everything. Keeps you mentally fresh, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, if you're in there hammering out like powerlifting or whatever, you're trying to go on like a like a four week cycle. I feel like it keeps you from plateauing. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe because you just don't get to that point. Yeah. But like mentally, you're like, all right, I'm still like progressing. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of nice. For sure. Yeah. Everybody will argue, like, you got to stick to some, like, plan. Like, yeah, what you do, but, like, after after four weeks is up, like, find something new. Find something <laughs> right. to enjoy, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. You got to keep it fresh. If you, if you don't enjoy going in to, to train, then you're not really going to get as much out of it. Yeah. yeah. And if you can 
keep the enjoyment by changing programs after three, four weeks, then why not? Yeah, because I know me and you talked about like doing just the uh, the powerlifting stuff. Like, man, what if we do this like every day? Like, because people, people go to the gym, squat, bench, deadlift every day. It's like, oh, man, it'd be brutal, man. I'd lose my mind, honestly. Just mentally, just <laughs> would not want to do that every single the, day. Yeah, like you wouldn't have any fun. But no, nah, I, really, I I like that program. I, I would like to give it a try, especially if I if I got like a three months where I'm just like, all right, yeah, like I'm gonna... a, a full full cycle through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, right now, like, I've just gotten to the point where I'm really just trying to build strength. And I, because I haven't lifted heavy in a long time, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm I'm basically just trying to, I want to get a, a bench PR and a squat PR by the end of this year. I'd say, do, I'd say definitely doing squat ter- squat terror is going to help with that. So. Yeah. 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 And, like, the last time I did that, it was super hard on my really? knees and stuff. And But, like, I was also very inexperienced with, like, mobility. Like, my mobility was very poor the last time I did it. Yeah. I mean, it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, like, I've gained so much more knowledge and just, like, I move so much better now. And uh, that's why I wanted to give it a go this year. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's, a, that's a great reason to come back around to it. I've never done squat over before, so I'm, I'm excited to, to try it out. Yeah, I did it in 19. I loved it in 19. Um, you know, it's a little bit different every year. 2020 got me. I think I made it through like 21 days, and I was like, alright, that's it. Like, yeah, hanging it up. I was just hurting. But, uh, I feel like I'm just like in a better place now when I can do it, and like I'll be able to identify like any areas I can improve on along the way now better recovery oh yeah better recovery just like it's all about overall better yeah so i'm looking forward to it it's fun yeah no, that'll be good yeah i'm kind of um from now until that race i know the race is clearly it's not as long as yours by any means but um i'm gonna do some bo- i'm gonna kind of shift to bodybuilding uh stuff right now and then um yeah. maybe <clears throat> throw in some like I said I'll probably do a few squat tober days here and there, because right now I'm not really focused on bulking until after the race, and then December and when we do squat tober, I'm gonna try to put on some muscle mass, some serious amounts of mass there, regardless of weight gain and everything. But um, yeah, that's kind of the outlook for now. And then obviously when it gets more into February, March, start cutting again. Slim it down. Yeah, slim it down a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of the the outlook on it right now. Yeah, I'd say if you, especially you know, like running running that race, like you're pretty free to train how you want to. Um, throw in some like grip stuff, like I was telling you about, and then if you run like honestly a couple times, you'll you'll be more than fine. I mean, I would say get loose, get loose with some sort of program that you really want to. I mean. Yeah. It'd be good. All right. Cool. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, those are training goals. Weekly training recap. Recap. Uh, how we're looking. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on it again coming up soon. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll move on to some sports performance training. You know, I don't ever really think, like, Josh, I know we talked a little bit about it with you, like, last time we talked. But I know, yeah. I know you're doing you're doing something completely different now. So I'm sure you have a lot more to add than you did when when we talked last time. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And last time we talked, like, I hadn't really gotten into it either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was still, I was coming off being a GA for, for basketball. I didn't have a whole lot of experience in the weight room, like, hands-on with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've definitely got that a lot more of that uh, now. And so, you've so. Been, so you've been doing what you're doing now. So you just kind of run us through what you're doing, I mean, because, like I said, last time it was different. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I um, I worked with Kansas State Hoops this summer, men's and women's. Now I'm at Wake. Um, past month, I've been in the both Olympic weight room and basketball. Mm. Uh, I haven't been able to help with football because they're the NCAA and compliance and stuff about like how many people they can have in there yeah. and all that stuff. It's it's uh. It's a different world it, too. I mean, you're not. It is, yeah. Honestly, man, like I, I, I hate to cut you off, but I, I, no, I get I've worked with football and I've played football for three years in college, and like I tell you what, if I was ever to want to like coach in college, I would want to work with Olympics or or basketball or something. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just that's all I've been around, and I just want something new. But football is just a different world. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what a lot of people say. Like. Like Phil Byer, who I was working with at Miami and K State, he played Division three football. Yeah. Uh, the guy I'm working for now, Mike Starkey at Wake. He, yeah. He played Division three football, and they uh-huh. both say that just going the basketball route's just. Yeah. I mean, it's there's less stress. There's yeah. less people to manage. You know, it's it's a little bit easier to get into and get ahead, be the head guy. Hundred percent. Uh, so like the footballs. You know, if you eventually get to that status where you are the guy, it's yeah. gonna pay better, sure. obviously, because like that's the pinnacle of it but like it's just it's just the process the work that goes into it i mean yeah you know it's it's a lot it is and um so i haven't had the opportunity to be in there but i've worked with every other sport at wake Mm -hmm. um from baseball to tennis to golf like and then now i'm full-time with basketball because uh, the season started, so I mean, man, I've gotten a lot of great experience just to just to see how different people program, how different athletes should train. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really good. It's yeah. the first time I've seen it like up close. Um, before we kind of get into like some more like stuff, what do you what would you say your favorite thing about like working with say about like. Yeah, working with the Olympic sports and stuff. Now that you've had that hands-on experience, what do you think the most like maybe valuable stuff you've learned, or just things that you find the most interesting? Um, you know, and it's just like the way you program for a certain team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had my ideas of how you should do it, and just to see other people doing it their way. You know, you can just create begin to create your own philosophy and like that's kind of where that's what I've really enjoyed is kind of like take it picking a few things here and there that I would use um you know like let's just say golf for example there's a ton of mobility work coach bass does a fantastic job with them just I've taken a mobility routine from him and run through it myself and uh you know love it but then there's stuff that I'll add to it and take from it. So just like seeing like basically how people program, importance of uh, just mobility, warm-up, recovery, 
all the stuff that goes into it, um, you know, it's been it's been really cool to see. So, For sure. I don't doubt it. Um, all right, we can uh, hop into some of the stuff we have down to talk about. Um, so when it comes to sports performance training, athletic training, just some high level like pros and cons of it to give the listeners. Um, you don't you don't have to go super in depth here, but just things you could think of. Tyler, add on for sure. Yeah, um, give it, like now that, now that you've kind of like dove deep in there, what is what what are some things that you really like about like a team training or like athlete like just training athletes in general? Like what what is something that you you would like to add? And that, and that could be from like a, a coaching standpoint or just like athletic based training in general. It's kind of Kind of a tough question, but <laughs> no, I mean that, that that that's a good point. Like, like what, something I could add, or just like, I mean, so I mean, some things that you've been exposed to at Wake, you know, like we we can kind of talk philosophies, I guess. All right. Um, so so like what are, what yeah. are, what are some things that like maybe you've picked up on that a lot of people are, that a lot of people are big on that you're like. Yeah, for for athletes, uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure why or something you picked up on. You're like, yeah, I love it, and I'll, I'd like to incorporate that across the board. Yeah. You know, I, All right. I mean, I'll throw this out there, and we'll just talk about this because this is I, I hadn't seen this really before, mm-hmm. but um, the guy that I'm working for with basketball, he gets his guys big, like they yeah. put on a lot of mass, and they're not doing. I haven't. They haven't used one Olympic lift. Really. Yet, and I don't think he does it. I don't think he's going to. Um, he's like, he does. He's got a lot of these machines. I mean, he's so. Wake has the best basketball performance facility in the country. They got, they can get all of these machines and like it doesn't. It, it's huge. Yeah. So, he's been using these machines really just to build strength and put on mass, um, without having to like you know compress your spine with a like axial load a squat mm. or something um, because he and their staff has dealt with a lot of lower back issues mm-hmm. so um, he'll use a chest press leg press um, different things of that nature if he does do a squat it'll be like it'll, it'll be like a goblet kettlebell or dumbbell mm-hmm. um, the more experienced guys have the option to choose between a safety bar squat or the the uh, goblet squat, um, but other than that, like there's you know there will he we will bench press yeah but we're not doing any high like explosive movements and you know that's something that like when I think of what I would expect from basketball I think you would at least have one you know yeah. one per lift or something you know like I I don't know uh, but. You know, it works. Yeah. The guys get bigger. They get stronger. Um, part of the reason he does that, too, is because practice is so intense there mm-hmm. that he's really trying to, like, keep the weight room intensity down so much because the practice is going to just run the guys into the ground. But, um, I mean, like, if you guys were to do a basketball team, or Tyler, I'll ask you, like, would you program Olympic lifts? I mean, I <laughs> I wrote a, pro, a program this summer for one, and uh, Noah saw it last week. I showed it to him. I don't think I had Olympic lifts in there. I think I had some 
some med ball stuff. Right. And uh, I can't remember. I think I went with some like some contrast training and like their power phase or whatever, where they were doing some like banded stuff, some like assisted jumps. Right. I don't think I had Olympic lifts in there. No. Uh, but no, no. Right. And like I don't know. I just say that because you. I've heard about coaches and like I know the guy at Florida State does all machines. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing their machines all the time. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that so? You said they add a lot of mass. You think those machines are? I mean, that, that's probably what they're best for, though. Is adding like hypertrophy, like yeah, that's for what those guys. Yeah, so, like I, I use them because yeah. you know, like you can really feel that tension. Yeah, and you feel it. It isolates the muscle better. Uh huh. Um, I mean, they're nice machines. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. Well, another thing too that that's like an interesting point because I mean, you're obviously dealing with like high level basketball players like ACC Division One basketball players right so I mean these guys are freak athletes as it is right so it's almost one of those things it's like how much better are they really going to get like how much like how much faster how much like higher can they they can they, are they going to be able to jump if we hang clean or something you know, right it's kind of like that I'm sure especially for the younger guys like you could probably see a couple things but they're already at like a very high level of like athletic performance, so it's it's kind of like how far can the ceiling go? I mean, because they're probably pretty close, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely comes into play. Yeah. With, and this just part of your philosophy, like I I think hang clean is great for every sport. Yeah. Um, how do you think that? You think that he like doesn't do it because it's just hard to teach? Because that's what a lot of coaches are saying nowadays. Like, well, the Olympic lifts are way too hard to teach. I don't, I don't want to spend my time on it. I would rather do some sort of like trap bar jump or dumbbell like barbell jumps, whatever that may look like. I can kind of get the same like bang for my buck. It's way easier to teach. Right. No, I I uh, I see that side. Yeah. Um, I think he probably did use them at East Tennessee State. Yeah. Because he didn't have machines at his disposal. He didn't have anything else at his disposal. Yeah. Um, I haven't really talked to him a whole lot about how he did things there. Yeah. But he's what he tells me every time is it's to it's for the guy's knees and lower back. Yeah, and I can also see the value in using machines because, like, I mean, that's kind of like hypertrophy based training, and it builds a lot of muscular endurance, which translates to you know your conditioning onto the right. court or something. Yeah, um, so we like we just unpacked a ton of stuff there. Uh, you mentioned like how how much is a handling really going to get a guy to like become more explosive and all that stuff. Um, I think there is room for improvement there, but like a lot of what what I've seen happen is like body fat manipulation and like mm-hmm. trying to get guys to a certain number. Yeah. Either body fat or weight, and like for some reason that works like that. So we've got a big guy now who played last season at like two six two seventy five. Yeah. And he he played his freshman year at like two fifty five. Uh-huh. Played significantly better. Um at the lighter weight. Mm-hmm. So like Forbes set a goal for this kid to get down to two sixty before he can play. And he's gone from like when I first got there, probably five weeks ago, he was probably close to two eighty. He's probably two sixty three now. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks good. Yeah. He's playing better. He he had a great first day of practice. Like, 
Starkey knows what what weight they play the best at, and like just kind of get into that number because they already are explosive and like fast twitch and stuff. You know, you can kind of like just get their body ready in that way. Yeah. So I mean, that's something that like you just have to stack days on. You got to be on their. You got to be on their nutrition. You got to be on their load on the court, and then you got to you know, kind of tweak the weight room a little bit if you have to for them. So that's that's like a really good – that brings up a really good question. So how, how does he track – does he – do you guys, like, wear heart rate monitors on the court? Like, how does that work? Like, because I, I know, at least from the football side of the house, they'll wear those, like, GPS systems in practice and stuff. They'll yeah, track catapult. It. Yeah, catapult stuff. Yeah. So do they do that for basketball as well? No, so we're not getting all those numbers. Yeah. It's Connexon, okay. and it's a little chip that goes in their shorts. Oh, nice. Like, this a little thing. So they're, you're not getting a heart rate, but you're getting, like, what they spit back as the load. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going up and down a lot, the number's going to go Pick up. Pick it up, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what he looks at. Yeah. And then he can have that in case Forbes is like, hey, how we looking like? What's going on? What kind of like, guys? A, like how much strain is being put on him? Yeah, and he can go in and be like, okay, well, he just ran like six miles yesterday in practice. Yeah. You know, like, let's chill out. Or yeah. something. Like, that's a good way to track stuff. Um, and I think... Oh, good, no, well, yeah. I mean, all the guys' numbers are roughly the same. Some guys may run more than others. Yeah. The bigs don't run as much. As much, yeah. Um, because they're, you know, like, guards are doing like Full court zigzag bigs are just working on a side basket, so their numbers might be down a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, Connexon is what Wake uses. That's, that's awesome. what K State used to. Really? Yeah. I think that side of the house, like trying to manipulate somebody's program based off what they've been doing, is like probably the funnest part of strength and conditions, right? Because you have right. this, you have this beautiful plan that you create, right? You have this in season, off season plan, and it's like cool. You got that in place, but. You know, this like you said, this guy ran six miles yesterday. You think he really wants to go like I mean, there's arguments for both sides. They're always that's just how strength and conditioning is, right? Yeah. Oh, he should be doing this in the weight room. Well, I, I disagree. Whatever whatever you know. But manipulating that plan to just fit the needs of that guy individually and then finding what works for those guys is like what makes it makes it fun. Well, you yeah, know? you're you're always trying to optimize their conditioning. Like you can do more. Yeah. But that's not going to be optimal for their bodies, you know, depending. So, yeah, it's very individual-based, I feel like. Yeah, but, like, there's just so many factors we can sit here and talk about it yeah. all day because you can be like, well, we don't need to go hard. But then the head coach is like, well, we got to be in the best shape we can because our our we don't our skills suck, you know? Yeah. So, like, you, the head coach is going to win that battle ten times out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's he's getting paid the big bucks, so like, 100%. if he wants to run them, he's gonna run them. Yeah, I agree. That, so that's, I mean, that's a factor. I worked uh, like a little bit with with somebody this summer that was like very familiar with like tracking GPS, and he was in charge of some of the guys that we worked with this summer, like tracking like their heart rate. We had our heart rate straps and stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's really cool when you can get all that data and stuff. And then go to your head coach and present something to them. And then they let you right. ride, ride with those guys. Like, hey, you tell me what my guys need to do to optimize our performance. And, like, nine times out of ten, that's what's best for the team. But like you said, you know, most of the time, if you, if you have a coach that's just like, hey, 
we're going to do this regardless. Like you're you're not you're not winning that battle as a strength and conditioning coach. Right, and then I mean, and all all head coaches are the same are yeah. different. They're yeah. not this all the same. Uh, so it's just like you got to know the head coach you're working for. Yeah, for sure. That's that's huge. It's all about it's all about like making a connection and then just trying to go from there. Right, like Starkey's been with Forbes for like seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. So he knows exactly what's going on. He probably trusts him a lot too. And I, I think that's why the it's it truly is a lot of like lower impact stuff in the weight room. Yeah. Because he's not he's like these guys and they do. They get after it at practice. Yeah. Um so like he's the best ability is availability. I mean that's one hundred percent um, so that's kind of that's my take on it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and for basketball, like he's not doing a lot of plyos. I wouldn't do a lot of plyos with hoops. Yeah, they get, they're jumping all they the time. They get them all the time. Um, that's like a misconception with people that just you know that have only seen the strength stuff and not like would work with the would coach. Would you say that? Would you say that has its place in the off season? And and say so the college basketball season runs from y'all. Are, Starting practice now, even they've probably been working out since when August September. Um, or they've been. I mean, they've they, been training all summer. Yeah, but like, do you would, do you think that plyos like in the like in the like in, in the off season phase? June, yeah, May, June, July, stuff like that. Um, I think it, it depends on how much you're on the court. At that point, again, that's knowing your head coach, yeah. being at practice and seeing it and tracking it if you want track it and. Um, you know, just also getting to know the guys. How are they playing pickup? Are they coming in sh- shooting two hours at night? Like, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I think that c- it could have its place. I think it would be specific to your team, your coach, how, yeah. you know, how that program's going to run. But, uh, yeah, the two schools I've been at, I haven't seen a whole lot of, like, plyometric, you know, loaded – jumps or anything yeah because i mean to me it seems beneficial but that's that would be if you were if you're not considering all the other factors that go into it like you were saying like time on the court and all how much they're working out and everything like that in terms of like court time because that definitely has somewhere right here so like when i was at k-state in june like that june one really starts off season for hoops and like it was like go time then, you know. Like they were, it was like balls of the wall type stuff, and they were getting shredded up in practice. And then the weight room, we were getting after it. And then on Fridays was like a mental toughness strongman day, you know, like a team building thing, but still like taxing, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess if you're if the coach is really taking it light on the guys in practice and with workouts and stuff, you could throw some plyos or. You know, you could bump that up a little bit. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you have... I'm not saying it, like, it no. should be. I'm just saying I can see where it, it has benefits, but... Right. That's, like... I feel like it's more like, say, high school athletes. I mean, they like, their off-seasons are off-seasons. Yeah, know, they're, they're not, not doing anything. They're not doing anything. <laughs> right. Like, throwing some plyo work in there, it's going to be better than nothing. I yeah. Gonna, I was going to go to, like... Basketball is one of those sports where you never really have an off-season. You know, I mean... Uh, at least, like, I talked to Isaac some this summer, and I kind of, like, when I was trying to write up that basketball program, I was like, 
what do, what are you guys like doing? And he was like, man, we're like we're playing a lot still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, it's that's so, how it is. Yeah. Um, whereas like football, I mean, you have like, there's like time where you need to do yeah. metrics. Well, you're not so like with football, you're not like hitting people all yeah. year. You know, well, with, you shouldn't yeah. be at all. Like, you know, that that would be that would kill your body. Say, like, you I'm, don't I'm, go I'm, play a pickup football game is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm getting to. Like, with basketball, you're, like, you're year-round. You're doing that like, yeah, you kinda... like multiple times a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, plyometrics, like, yeah. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I see. Like, I, I, I completely understand. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just whatever. It's the nature of the sport. Yeah. Like, you want a guy to be able to jump high, but, like, you don't want to over-jump him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, too much stress on I don't care how high he jumps in the wear. <laughs> he yeah. needs to be able to jump high on the court and yeah. not be hurt. During the season. Uh, when it counts. So that's like your job is to figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> but like baseball uses a lot of like depth drops and stuff. Single leg, you know, depth jumps onto a jump onto a box. Like, But their sports also have so much lower impact that they can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> do you guys do a lot of single leg stuff? And for the best for the basketball guys or no? Um, not a whole lot, actually. Uh, he'll do like a single leg RDL, very light. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of single leg stuff. That's, uh, do that's, like box step up. Yeah. You know, with a like drive. Mix it in. Mix it in. So. It's uh pretty simple but effective. Like if you look at the, the board, like it's. Simple stuff, but you know when you see before and after pictures of these guys, like Spectrum. it's just working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, I mean, how however much you know about this, but like, if we could touch on like some, like some of their recovery, uh, tech, like you know what they use for recovery and different stuff, because you don't really hear a lot about how college athletes recover. It may not be much better, like. I mean, you know, pros are they—they they have the money for their stuff. What does like a college uh, athlete recovery? Um, it's kind of it's good. Look like it is good. It's good. Um, if the guys, you know, I mean, each guy's gonna place more or less importance on it, but you know, you kind of can push them in that direction. Um, you know, like they're so big thing is just getting in the training room. Being with the being with the trainer, mm-hmm. hot cold tubs, all this stuff. I mean, Wake's got the whole thing. Um, so they're they're up they're in the training room every day. Of course, like there's unlimited amounts of protein. They're getting fed three meals a day from at least two two big meals a day. Sometimes breakfast. So they're getting they the coaches know they're getting three meals. Yeah. And, like, Stargy's making sure, like, they pick it up because it's in the room right beside of his office. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, if someone doesn't come get it, dude, he'll text him and be like, hey. Yeah. So, you nutri- know. they play a place of pretty big importance on nutrition and stuff. Yeah, Wake's spending a lot of money on, yeah. on I, food. I guess it depends program to program how much they, you know, it how much definitely does. they put on it. It definitely does. Um, some programs, you know, you, you might get a biscuit in the morning and that's it. Yeah. Or some programs, you 
getting like yeah, you're, top shelf dining three times yeah, a day. You're being treated well. Which is contrib which is a huge factor to why like maybe some of these dudes at Wake are like jacked by the end of it. Yeah. It just goes to show how they're getting good great nutrition in. When you do it the right way it pays off. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, yeah. The whole the whole nine yards is happening. It's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um I mean you could we could talk about supplements you take to but it's still basic stuff. We'll get to the supplements. <laughs> right. No, yeah. No, I'm sure. No one wants to talk about that cherry juice. <laughs> cherry juice. Is, a lot of cherry juice. Cherry juice is king. Yeah, it no, really it's, is. Though. It's a good. It's a great. It's a good recovery tool. I swear. All right. Um, do you have any advice for a young athlete? Uh, say a kid, middle school, high school, even even a college uh, kid. Regardless of level, um, when it comes to, like, just strength and conditioning, training, right. recovery, any anything, honestly, lifestyle, whatever, like, you have any advice for them? I mean, I would love to say, like, make sure everything you do and everyone you talk to is, like, credible. Like, like if you find a resource online make sure it's a credible resource t-nation <laughs> yeah i mean I like, I like some t-nation but like i wouldn't re- i don't know if i'm gonna recommend that to a 13 year old yeah <laughs> I, I, you know what i mean though, like <laughs> no i know what you mean yeah um and that's i mean that's a tough thing so like i would love to say start with the basics in the weight room mm-hmm. but like who's gonna teach the kids the basics you know yeah who's gonna make sure you can squat through a full range of motion like, a lot of kids don't get that. I, I sure didn't. You know, I still am working on... <laughs> I'm still working on my technique. You know, yeah, like, yeah. from would, years of just doing it wrong. I would say that's the biggest thing I've learned just trying to be a strength coach is, like, how to do the movements right. I mean, that's, like, half the battle. If you can't coach... Like, that's how you coach. Yeah. You coach movements. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't know how to do it, then how can you coach it, right? So it's like... I don't know, at least for me, I'm sure, I I don't know, Josh, you might feel the same way, but it's like, it's kind of like starting over, in a sense. You know, like, you get exposed, like, these high-level coaches that are credible, it's like... Right. No, it is. And then you're kind (laughs) of, like, starting from scratch, and then you're like, dang, everything I know up to this point... Everything you you thought you knew... It, like, really blindsided me last year when I started taking classes. Yeah. And we were literally training in our classes. I was just getting critiqued over and over, and I was like, "Dude, yeah. it's, I, <laughs> like." It's, and it's kind of it's not embarrassing, but it's like, man, I, it'll I, piss you off. In your mind, you're like, "I know how to do this. Like, leave me alone, right?" But and you it, really want to do it well, to get you your body to, it right. to do it though is like, it's tough. It's not that easy. Yeah. yeah. Like I took a video of myself squatting. Like it may have been yesterday. I was like, "That's not as good as it should be." Yeah. You know, like it's better than it was, yeah. but yeah, I'm still like breaking those habits and like i wish i i wish you could young athletes could get some good training you know it's just like i don't know it's a lot of people just want to be strong and it's like strong wrong it's a big it's huge yeah yeah it's about moving the it's about the number rather than the the form the mo- the range of motion everything like that right like james uh 
Like, I could probably slide this under his heel when he squats, but he can squat 425 pounds. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. you know, like, but it comes, his heels come off the ground that much. Yeah. yeah. So it's, the tension he's putting in his knees and his quads is ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, that's just strong wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess you, like, draw the question, like, where do, like, like, where do young kids, like, go from, like, where, yeah, where start? Where, like, because like, you... Honestly, you can't. You're not going to get that sort of training in like a middle school cl- physical education class, right? Absolutely right. Not. I mean, that's what I'm saying. High school, you're not. I mean, Hi- high school, you like it's high school is hit or miss because there are a lot of good high school coaches out there, but I'm going to say 70 percent of them are just like. I'm, I'm about to go higher. The f- 80 percent of them. 80 <laughs> percent of them are is like the football coach that they stick in the weight room, and that's like. It's so frustrating, man, because you want them to do, you want them to be better, just for like athletic performance wise, but also like, like it's a lot, like the weight room's a liability too. Yeah. It's like, what what's it gonna take for you for like high schools to like put somebody that's like kind of have some like credibility in there, like even if that's like a low level low level certification, like what is it gonna take? Like it'll ne- it'll never. That's happen. a, I mean that's a that's a great question. I don't know the answer to. Yeah. So I mean. It would take somebody in the high up in the county or state or something to play some importance on that. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, the school system's already, like, struggling as it is. Uh, You look at these, like, private sector coaches, too, and and it's kind of like the same thing with high school coaches. Some of them are pretty good, right, but some of them were, like, exercise science majors in college, and then they go up in their gym, and then they're, like, all of a sudden, like, incredible to teach these yeah. these sort of things and I don't know it's just it's just frustrating because you get a you get like a 14 15 year old kid like really strong really quick right and that's just that oh, what, yeah. that's what makes your money the, I mean think about the high school age range like you yeah. come in there at 14 15 you're, le- you're leaving as an 18 year old yeah that's like perfect time for growth and like to, you, if you were being taught the right way how to do certain exercises man it could set you up to be a Hell of an athlete one day. It could, but yeah. you know, slow progress doesn't doesn't sell. So yeah, it's yeah, like I mean, which no, that's why people want to load the bar up. Well, that's why people get strong wrong. Is like no one wants to waste their time like working through somebody's lack of mobility with just the bar on their back. No. You know, yeah. like they people want to see that weight going up. Yeah, uh, and nobody wants to go through. Um, like even myself, like you know how you, you were telling me how to start working on a snatch. Yeah. Start from a, like just a hang off of a block, the whole progression to Sucks. go through that. Yeah, like you don't really want to do it, but if you want to do it the right way, it's the way to go. Right. And yeah. especially a high schooler, they're not gonna want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean I I wish you could just. You know it's it's tough because I wish you could start someone early before they even develop bad habits or before they even develop tightness in areas that yeah. are so hard to free up. Uh, that's just not the case. Like a 10-year-old. Right, like think about a 10-year-old's mobility. <laughs> <If> you, <yeah. laughs> like and I always say mobility because mine is so poor. Like yeah. That's why my my lifts look like are not where they need to be yet. It's because like, my hips are still tight. My, ham- my hammies are still like crazy tight. Yeah. And ten times better than it was a year ago, but 
It's just like, just what like, if you had that at like 15 yeah, years old? Yeah, you're trying to like work out all the <laughs> all the kinks in it and stuff still. Because yeah, so I, I'll, I mean, I'll have, it. like, I can't, I can do a lot of weight, but it's going to be the wrong way. Yeah. And that's yeah. like kind of what you were saying. It's like a step back once you yeah. like start to learn. It kind of like puts you in your place a little bit too. Like I, I at least know for myself, like just going through like two months of straight, like this is wrong. You kind of like <laughs> you like it's super humbling, but then you finally get to the point where like it's starting to click. You're not moving like I'm not moving the same way I was, but like, it, I don't know. At least for me, it's kind of like I feel better about myself. It feels better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel better about myself moving like eighty percent of what I used to move, but I'm just doing it right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like for me on a bag squat, my range of my I'm getting full range of motion. You know, my my knees aren't caving in. I'm not like every, it start. It's looking good. Yeah. But it on the bar. If you looked at the bar, just the bar, it doesn't look great. Yeah. But if you look at the form, it's fine. Yeah. And that's kind of where you gotta like get past that like ego lifting yeah, I mean, yeah like, that, it, that's what it is it's all like, i want to rep there. off three plates but like that's yeah. that's not it's not gonna look great right yeah now. i mean you like who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be moving the most weight in the gym or like around like your team or anything like that like i can't think of anybody that doesn't want to be the strongest but when it comes to doing it the right way you're gonna have to put that down 100 yeah, good stuff. Good. Um, yeah, so young athletes, pay attention to who you pay attention to. Um, jo- Josh, I want to I want to ask you about this. So, okay, you you've been working with some, some high level coaches, right? I mean, I'm sure you've learned a ton. Even even just from like learning this in school now, like some like some philosophies that you really like, and that could be from certain coaches or just even your own philosophy that you've maybe kind of developed. For, you know, whatever sport. Like, I know you're a basketball guy. That's probably the route you want to go down as well. What are some things that, and this is, we can kind of talk about, like, pros and cons. Like, some, like, what's your kind of philosophy? And, like, also, what's some, like, methods that you really like as far as, like, training methods? Um, so, like, yeah, that's, I'm kind of, like, developing that right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, like, as far as like methods are concerned, I if I were to write a program right now, I would probably do a linear periodization. Yeah. Um, that's what I feel most comfortable with. Yeah. But I think that what works. You could you could implement that with like any team ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. You know one one thing that I've really learned about, started learning about though is like nonlinear, and I was never really turned on to it until I got, I just learned more about it. From yeah. Like, from like a guy that, or just from people that, that knew about it and they, and they did that. Right. Especially like with a sport like basketball where each player is like unique. Like I, I feel like everybody comes in and, and this kind of goes back to like whatever you're tracking. Right. Everybody comes in there on a different level. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's easier to implement. Like it just, I talk about conjugate a lot, but like it's easier to implement something like conjugate with a guy that, you know, is banged up more so than like a linear program where he's got eighty five percent. Yeah. Five, or for three or four that day. Right. So it's like, I I don't know. I I still think if I was to write a program too, I'd go the linear route just because that's what I'm most comfortable with as well. But it's like really, it's it's cool to like learn all these different methods and it's like, hey, this 
yeah, like linear makes sense until an athlete runs five miles at practice. Yeah, and he and he needs to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and it's and it's sports based, right? Like it's super easy to go linear with like football, but like I don't know. You start to think that's about what stuff. that's what I think about it. That's like it's football. Football, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I I think honestly, like for me, I don't know if I would do percentages. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would. What would you use? Just. I would do it. My I would observe it and use it and tell him what to put on the yeah. bar. That's what Starkey does. Yeah, you could always do like RPE. RPE, or another cool one that I like and I learned a little bit about is like velocity based training From on, on elite form. Yeah, so yeah. if you just whatever's on the bar, right? Like whatever your bar speed is, hey, add more, take less off because yeah, that's what uh, most of the Olympic teams do. Yeah, I think that's just easy way to gauge numbers, and if you go off percentages too. Like an athlete can either miss a lot, or he like he can he can miss a lot like negatively, or he can miss out on a lot like positively. Like maybe he's like feeling really well that day. And yeah. You could bump his numbers up. His his eighty five percent might be close to like his one RM that he could hit for like three that yeah. day. I mean, it, people are just different. Like people feel different every day. I mean. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like what you, how, kind of that goes along with how you're talking about like tactical strength and conditioning yeah. with like. The variability in it, like yeah. you never know what's gonna happen. You yeah, you never know who what their goals are gonna be. Yeah, so you can't just stick them on a program. Exactly, and that's that's like that, and that's where I kind of like started to really learn about like nonlinear stuff was because those guys are out doing whatever they're doing, something different every day, right? Yeah. They might not feel like coming in and doing their program that you wrote. That's like linear periodization. Might be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I was just kind of interested to hear maybe your philosophy. I know it's developing. Uh, cause you're, you're like you're new in the field and stuff like yeah. I, mine, mine, I swear it'll, it'll probably ever forever be developing because I was gonna say you think it'll like I think it's constantly changing? you're constantly adapting and yeah. changing it and whatnot to the situation that you're in. <laughs> I mean, if you're not doing that, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have to <laughs> stay up good... to date with what's going on. I mean, right. You have to live in the. You're not just gonna. Well, I mean, just like say, hey, I'm gonna do this and stick to it. Which is like the guy That's that you work, the guy that you work for now. Like you said, he had no machines, or and he was he was probably doing Olympic lifts, right? You, you don't think yeah, or he was doing free weights yeah. like constantly. I'm sure his philosophy changed drastically when he got to weight. Yeah. It changed yeah. when he got the means to get the different equipment. Yeah. Uh, changed when they dealt with lower back injuries. Yeah, you know, um, he said he used to have guys who like bent rows and just. RDLs and stuff to develop the post chain like then they started having back injuries and he's he's like now he's got a three way row that is like probably my most favorite machine ever and they do it at least once a week sometimes twice so yeah. it's got you got to be constantly be changing I mean if you're just stuck in your ways you're stuck stuck yeah you're, you're probably moving backwards at that point so do you do you like the do you like the upper lower approach or do you like the total approach? Uh, I think it kind of depends on where you're at in your season. in your phase or you know like I, I think preseason off season preseason maybe splitting it up uh, upper lower yeah I agree going four days if it were me personally I would in season I would go three days sometimes it would be have to be two yeah especially once you get into like league play. Um, and then just doing full body then. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
like going back to like young athletes, I th- I think I think like high school athletes should be doing total. I did too. Almost every day. Yeah, I started doing. I've started doing that a little bit myself. Mm. Just dialing back the amount of exercises, and really just hitting hitting some the big ones. Yeah. And I I get you just get strong doing yeah. that. Um, but like I would recommend like an three days a week, full body. Yeah. A a a, le- a lower a push and a pull. And then whatever accessory work you want to do after that. Yeah. So I, I got really turned on to the like the mix and match with the upper lower. So I'd go like upper uh, or sorry like lower push, upper pull, one mm-hmm. day, and then flip it the next day. So like upper push, lower pull, and then basically all the boxes you haven't checked off. That's your third day of the week. Right. Right. So typically it's some sort of hinge. Right. You start with, and then it's just like. You know, you you can kind of fill in those accessories wherever you need, but but for like young athletes, you know, like high high school athletes are like the weirdest group of kids to think about and working with because a kid can miss two days out of the week, and that might be bench press day, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So at least if he if he comes or she comes in, there's there's getting a, a total body workout, you know. Whereas yeah, you see like these young athletes, they're doing like bodybuilding splits. Which, that's mean, what, yeah, that's, and like that's what the, that's the information that's out there. Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, I want to get jacked. Uh, let's look this yeah. up on bodybuilding.com. Which, like, you, I mean, you can, but like, if you're if you're an athlete, that's not it's like, useless. That's not the idea. Is to just get as jacked as you can. Your yeah. mobility's gonna be poop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly. But like, I don't know. Just, I think. I don't know. I I just like big lifts. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get big doing big lifts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like putting like the stronger you get, the more muscle is gonna grow. Yeah. I mean, just if you're an athlete, it's the way it is. Lift heavy and lift often. <laughs> don't overdo it, but don't yeah. overdo it. I don't know. It's just such a fine line. Yeah. You, you kind of have to like like you were saying like. It's good to be in there monitoring, like what your athletes are doing, what your team's doing, so right. you can know how to change up their workout. I think programming for some of the Olympic teams is cool. Like, it's like challenge almost. Yeah, it's like you're trying to throw in everything into one because they're only going to come in there like once or twice a week. Yeah, and you're hitting a full body. I mean, they're hitting full body. You know. Yeah. Baseball is hitting full body when they're in there. And uh, so they're adding every bit of what they can. There's going to be, like, a power movement. There's going to be, like, unilateral work, a hinge, rotation, all in one. Mm-hmm. An upper push, an upper pull. Like, yeah. It's That's a cool, like, cool. seeing those programs was really cool. I, I, always, I always just, like, dissecting all the sports and, like, literally just break down like how each position's played. Yeah. Like baseball. Just have like a f- massive chart of like, okay, this is how a pitcher works. Like he's gonna work on one leg mm-hmm. most of the time. He's gonna work for like four to five seconds. He's gonna rest for X amount. Like I don't know. I just kind of a nerd when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. Though. Um, it's good to look at. Yeah, I mean it's cool. You, you know, like another thing too, like the strength and conditioning is just like such a strange field because you you'll hear coaches say like mirror the sport in the weight room and then you also hear coaches say give them what they're they're not getting on the field which I agree to a certain extent 
But, you know, like for for example, baseball in season doesn't probably need to be doing like rotational exercises in the weight room. Right. Because they're swinging the bat so much. A ton, right? <laughs> um, but it's just it's just unique to hear like everybody's philosophies and yeah. stuff. Uh, well, you can really learn a lot that way. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. That's kind of what forever shapes your philosophy as yeah. a coach. Yeah, it's cool to see. Uh, like the girls, so the girls um, strength basketball guy was a former football guy. Really? And he lifted him just like a football team. Really? That's ba- almost the complete opposite of how the men's team trains. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, it's literally like five lifts. Really? And it's, Get after it. it's like, it looks like a football program yeah. on the thing. Like, and you know, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it, but a lot of different approaches work. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the the approaches that about. don't work are the ones where you guys get injured. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Just keep your dudes healthy. Yeah. Stay healthy. Yeah. Keeping guys, keep them available. Hundred percent. Um. So yeah, we can kind of talk talk about some team training a little bit. We've kind we've of got, yeah, we've kind of covered a lot there. Um. I was gonna ask. And we, you could kind of like if say you were a strength coach, mm-hmm. like say you you've got a team, how is your how is it gonna like how's the atmosphere in the weight room gonna be for y'all? Because you know like people everybody has a different approach. You know super high energy guys. That's a great low, question. You know like lower I wouldn't say lower energy, but not in your face type of guys and stuff. You know like how would your how would it look in your weight room? It, it, anyone, anyone. I'd like to believe that you know, like we're gonna get after it. I, I'm gonna be like, it's hard, like really hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be higher. I'm gonna be high intensity. Yeah, like you know, it, it, I'm not gonna be a psycho, but I feel like you have to bring like a certain demeanor to the weight room as a coach, mm-hmm. just to set that standard. Like you can't just be like, you got to have a voice. Your voice, you know, you. When someone walks in the room, they got to know that it's your show. Yeah. You know, somebody outside the program walks in, like, you're in charge. The guys have got to know, like, hey, if I'm not getting after it, like, this is going to, there's going to be some kind of consequence. Like, so, for me, like, definitely going to be a higher intensity, like, you know, we're pushing ourselves every day in some way. Mm-hmm. Moving the needle forward some way and, like... You know, it's not going to be a laid back, like, come in, hit your set, like, walk around between. Like, there's going to be a sense of urgency. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody's really like that, but... No, like, some people are. 100%. Yeah. Like... No, it's... It where is the value in that? Like, I, where, I will say, so, I, what I was going to say is, I think it depends on who you work with. That's, yeah. Uh, because, you know, not knocking tennis, but they probably don't want me in their face like while they back squat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. No, I mean, okay, yeah. It's got to yeah. be, it, you, like, you're not getting getting in there, like, blaring music, like, chugging a energy drink to go, like, get the golf guys. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, thinking about, like, sport if I have, sport, like. Sport it definitely changes that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's, there's, like, benefits to both. I mean, like, like Josh was saying, like, get the message across. Like, you're the guy running the show. Like that's the most important thing for sure. Like you gotta have that voice, some presence in there, right? You can always crank the music up and just have a good time, but like football guys, they need like they need they need to they, get their they, butt kicked they, in some. Yeah, I agree. Like basketball, probably the same way. Yeah. Like you know, but you know, 
tennis. Yeah, golf. I know about. Well, what I'm saying is for those sports. Like, oh is, yeah. How are the, do people's approaches change? Just say in basketball or just like in football, do, or is it kind of the same across the board? Is everybody pretty, pretty high intensity? Um, from what I've seen, it changes. Okay. And yeah. I think if you're just working Olympics, you're going to be a lot more chill. Yeah. Because, and the, I could be totally off right here, but you're not, like, you have multiple teams, so, like, it's like they come in, you're with them for this set amount of time, and then they're out of here, and you're like, all right, what's my next, what's my next team? Like, in basketball, you are with these guys all day. Like, your job depends on these guys, yeah. like, to perform. Like, I, I feel like there's just an extra sense of urgency there, mm-hmm. and... And I've and I can kind of see that sense of urgency. Like I've seen it both places that I've been. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's like you know yeah. you know them better if you're working with just one team, uh, and like that's your team. So I think like with Olympics, yeah, you still want to be high intensity. Like for me, like I want to be like, let's go, let's get after it. I'm still gonna have that voice, but it would probably be knocked down a few notches. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I feel like I would like to be the the high energy guy, but especially another thing about Olympics too is they might have four lifts that day. So like, think about how drained you're going to be after you scream at four teams. You know, like, <laughs> I I mean I imagine you know the football coaches and the and the basketball guys like after that one lift they're probably like God, like they're probably worn out. You know, like that's they right, worked yeah. as hard as they could for an hour. All right, but. Within the strictly like, we'll we'll stick to strictly basketball here. Coach to coach, program to program, are is it? Do you like you were saying like basketball? There's a sense of urgency. Do you think every strength coach for basketball feels that way? Like do you across th- the country? Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Like, do you think they t- kind of take the same approach? Um, no. Uh, everybody has a different approach. Yeah. Okay. Like I. Like, Starkey and Phil are too different. Like, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong. Yeah, no. You know, I'm, I'm developing yeah. my own ideas. Yeah. Like, Starkey has three different lift groups. So, the the guys in the groups are it's smaller numbers. And, you know, if, if, I think in Miami, Phil was doing three. But Phil's, like, really, like, loud. Like, really a get-after-it, like, kind of guy. Intense guy. Mm-hmm. Starkey is loud when he needs to be loud, but it's a more lax vibe in there than it was like, yeah. at Kansas State. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, I've seen it at different phases. Like I saw Kansas State in off season, which is really like go time, and then I saw Wake in preseason. So like maybe he's told it back a bit. So, yeah. but like it's, it, I can tell the demeanors are different, but the respect from the guys is still the same. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess that's really what matters the most too. Like if your guys take you well and mean you mean you well. Whatever, whatever philosophy works for you. I mean, they're gonna work hard for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, bonus. yeah. I'd say just if, if you can get that from your guys, hundred percent. You got something. Yeah. Because I mean, at least at least like when I played football, like the strength coach was never. I mean, he would yell and stuff, but he was like pretty laid back. And the guys respected him too, because like he's put us through some like tough workouts, and we're all like seeing results. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So. But he wasn't really like a vocal guy. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's just like and I think there's more guys like that than you would think. 
Just not not as. That's say like like I just wanted to ask because yeah. that's a good I question. feel like you all like when it comes to your lifting weights and I understand the sports they change but I'm saying like say like say we stuck with basketball or football or whatever those high intensity high urgency sports I feel like they would all be turned up super yeah turned up type of loud music you know yeah. great energy in the weight room but I guess you know it. I mean, it is your approach and your demeanor in the, the room. Like when I when I worked at North Carolina A and T, I would I didn't help out with their basketball team, but I like observed them lift. I would go in there and just like watch, and the guy there was pretty, pretty like laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean they, yeah, I mean you know, but those guys have had some success and like he's doing good things now. Like yeah. I don't think he's still there, but. He's doing some good things now. He's a great strength coach, but everybody's just different, man. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome field because it's literally everything that you do, like literally everything you can do is just different from somebody else, and whatever works, works. I feel like, and I feel like there's two different sides to strength and conditioning. Like there's this, this like nerd side, like the science stuff, you know. Super science, super research-based yeah, like, Super. there's, like, all this, like, that side. And then there's, like, let's go. Like, the application <laughs> of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so some guys may lean one way or the other. And I think finding finding probably a, a medium, yeah, a right. middle ground, you got to have a healthy I think if you're above. leaning towards, like, let's freaking go, like, yelling wild that's yeah. gonna promote like a dangerous environment <laughs> if you're just over here just caught up in the books yeah then your guys are going like yeah. minimal effort on just trying to get like perfect perfect form you know yeah. like yeah you gotta like figure out how you're gonna go about it <laughs> so no i i agree and i feel like that can even just translate to your average uh person who likes to lift weights like you know you find the like I've listened to a lot of podcasts and you know like Huberman Lab um very scientific I mean he's a scientist so it's all science based um kind of advice and it's really interesting and important to consider but it's like when you're, it comes to lifting weights like it's not all you should consider you know yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta Get after it. I mean, it's just like going back to like nonlinear or linear. Like, there's research behind both that work. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, whatever works for you and your team and your situation, that's really what what matters. I mean, like, I don't know. Huberman is a nerd, but yeah, and it's got some really good stuff. It's like, but if like you like you were saying, like, if you get so nitpicky onto like. Your science based, your research based, like, Wait, how is it like? Yeah, and like, I, I mean, I said the word nerd just to like drive a point home, but like, you, no, that's it, not it, nerdy. It's like you have to know. Yeah, you stuff. have to. Yeah, you have to know. But <laughs> it's like, crucial. Yeah, but you can't live or die by it. Like, you can't live or die on the other yeah. end of the spectrum because that's what like you're saying strong wrong. Like that's tr- just trying to get as that's as what most people are. Can. Yeah. Most people are uneducated, and that's not right. Like that's not going to get it done. So you have to like you have to you know. But I think put the I think in. some guys can be overly educated if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at guys like like the guy that didn't invent trapezic training, but like drove it home. Um, Cal Dietz. Cal Dietz, yeah. 
like he is a, like a science like based guy. Yeah. And it really like strength and conditioning is a field too where like you could be the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. Like people will argue all day that Aaron Aaron Feld is the best football strength and conditioning coach in the country. But at the end of the day, how successful is are his football players? Like, yeah. or, or, like yeah. how successful is Oregon last year? How successful is Miami going to be? Right now, if you stick him at Alabama and they win a national championship, that just adds more credit to his name. But, like, what I'm trying to say is, regardless of how great of a strength and conditioning coach you are, if these guys aren't good athletes on the field or court or whatever, it doesn't really then matter. Then you're not doing your job. Well, you could be doing your job, like, a I mean, hell of a job, but you're running the wrong X's and O's. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. It makes you look nah, bad. Yeah, that's what you mean. Um, you know, like, Brian Mann. Um, you're, you're familiar with Brian Mann? He was at, he's at Miami, I think. Yep. Yeah, like velocity-based training, like that's yeah, he's big right, on that. Man. Some people live or die by it, but at the end of the day, I mean, you just gotta find some sort of like combination. Like, I'll use Alabama as an example because their like sports science team and their strength and conditioning coaches, like plus it, you have Nick Saban and the best recruits in the country. Like, all of that together, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is gonna just make a as breed success a hundred percent. Whereas somebody like Feld, yeah, that people just say this is the best coach in the country. But, you know, guys get hurt. Like, Oregon was getting a lot of crap last year about their dude. Yeah, no, he took a lot of heat for he that. He did. Um, great strength and conditioning coach. I'm not taking anything away from him, but, yeah, you know, like, your success. Nah, I, I see your point. Your success depends on, like, how good, of, how good your athletes are at the sport that they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, if Wake, if Wake has a bad basketball season, like, does that mean that their strength and conditioning staff is bad? No. Right. I mean, this, yeah. Like, they still won... 20 games the year before. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's a good point, yeah. too. Because ultimately it's about the sport they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, it sh- shouldn't make or break you as a strength coach. I was going to go down that road, too. Like, you look at you look at football, right? You have these phenomenal strength and conditioning coaches, right? But their yep. team is, like, two and nine. Mm-hmm. They get fired. It's like. That's why it's that's why it's got to be such a tough it's industry a, and everything to be in because well football's the worst by far yeah because like the Olympic side definitely has some more job security because hey if you're if your women's golf team won a championship right but your men's tennis team like was not very good right are you gonna get fired like, probably <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah, like, yeah. Um, I don't know football is just and that's why I think, to me, it's kind of unattractive as well because mm-hmm. I could be a good string coach, right, but it would never get recognized because yeah, the team, team that I work suck. Yeah, they're horrible. And, you know, I don't know, football, football is just a different beast. In yeah, its it, own. Is. it really is. It's, it's very interesting, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. It, it's not, like, in terms of security and job security, but it's like, probably not the one you want to choose. Football's the reason that like this industry exists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's why that's why that's they, where there's it, why you're under pressure. That was like the first thing it came into, right? I think it was like, like the Nebraska strength. Like strength, yeah. Like, there's like a YouTube video on it. But like that, that like like I mean, I'm sure yeah. up until that point it wasn't in much any other sports until mm-hmm. they realized, hey, uh, guys we get were, stronger and faster. Guys were climbing ropes and doing push ups and pull ups in PE class. And, <laughs> Going and playing football. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's cool. Yeah, very it's, interesting topic. It's awesome. It's we could, I mean, you could talk about it you could talk. Yeah, like we could talk about this for like three more hours. Yeah, or more. Sure. But uh. All right. So yeah, I want I want to talk about this. So top top three exercises, right? Right. If you have to give an individual three exercises to start with slash learn, what would they be and why? I'd say we all go through it yeah, and sure. say what we come up with. But yeah, like, and I'm and what I meant by this was like. You know, learn the right way. You want to learn. You obviously want to learn the form and everything the right way. But someone that is relatively new to to weightlifting, regardless of age. I mean, like obviously, probably going to be in high school or above. But whatever. Like if you could give them three exercises to go out get better, that you know, best bang for your buck type of deal. Right. What do you think it'd be? I mean, I. This is a really boring answer. I'd probably just go with squat bench deadlift. <laughs> like, you think so? No, nah, I mean that's where I'm, I was heading, um, but okay. I was gonna get a little bit more specific. I was I was maybe gonna say an Olympic lift. I was I was thinking I was thinking like a clean yeah like a clean. You see the thing is so if you teach somebody how to like clean right, you can kind of knock out the squat. If you teach them how to do it right, you could get them front squat decent probably. You could also probably get them hinging. Mm-hmm. decently as well yeah. so that knocks out like squat so you get more bang for your buck but from like a clean like yeah a, like I mean power clean. In, a, in a sense right I mean because you do kind of have like to to hinge a little bit yeah. but did, but do you ever start somebody with a clean no nah. no nah. I mean like the way it's worded oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In three if, to if start three exercises with. is too little we you know add add one yeah, plus add, minus add, three. yeah like either way I'm yeah. saying but like I'm talking about basics like what do you think that people should that are getting into it should know should know how to do and I, I don't know I just feel like I feel like I mean at least for me like learning how to hinge properly like doing an RDL and stuff is mm-hmm. like pretty hard movement to teach yeah mm-hmm. so you to teach somebody how to do it teach them how to do it the right way, then next thing you know, like that kind of sets them up to like deadlift with a trap bar or deadlift with a barbell or do a clean. That's a good point because I feel like, yeah, once you, if you learn an RDL the right way, learning a deadlift yeah, going to be very, yeah, just very your knees a little yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, you know, I, I, I say bench because I, I just, I can't think of another, like off the top of my head, another like, like, Upper body push, upper body push, or e- like even pull. That's like probably more beneficial than the bench press. Like yeah, you could you could argue like some sort of overhead press. Yeah, I mean that's where I was thinking like an overhead press. Yeah, just so you have that like shoulder mobility, mobility. and stuff. Yeah, but I mean there is a right way to bench press, and a lot of people don't do it correctly initially. So that's probably where I would start too. Would you um, would you do front or back squat? To start with front, uh, well, to start, yeah, to start, maybe back. Um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I think I would. I'm gonna use front why, squat more with my. Athletes. Why would you say back though? Just because in general, just the bar just sits there. You don't have to like okay. worry about your wrist and yeah. all that stuff. Like, you know, it's that's that's a very uncomfortable position for somebody that's never done it before. Front squat, yeah. You know, to have that thing sitting on your fingertips, your shoulders, keeping your elbows high, mm-hmm. keeping your, like, don't, not letting your back cave in. Yeah. Another, you know, a good place to start is honestly with a safety bar. 
or with the go- like a dumbbell doing a goblet squat. Yeah. Because that kind of can set you up for like even holding that like front rack posi- front rack position with a dumbbell or a kettlebell or like that safety bar can maybe set you up for the front squat. Mm-hmm. And if you're just coaching the squat pattern right, then I think the the safety bar gives you like the load that a like a front squat would. Yeah. But it's like on your back. Is that if that makes sense? Yeah. Because yeah. like you're not like in a weird position with like you know your arms and stuff like it's like kind of in a neutral position. Yeah, like you. It's where you're. I guess it's kind of where you're putting your arms. Yeah. You know, so back squat. You're holding it back here. It's, it's a lot different. I feel like than a safety. Even yeah, just like a straight up safety. Is it bar. is this bad to say that like? And give me your take on this, but like, I don't know. Like I don't even. I don't like back squat for athletes. Is that a bad take? I mean, I don't think it's a bad take because it can cause a lot of problems. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but I just think front is so much more beneficial. I think I agree with that statement, but I would I would say that's, I don't know, some guys need to back squat. Yeah. I, think, I think back squat is tried and true proven its its benefits and stuff right i'm not saying it's but now yeah i just i've gotten to like front so much more i like i like front squat and and when it comes to loading up a bar on your spine it front squat is still compressing it yeah but i mean back squat is sitting yeah right (laughs) i know what you're saying you know like that can cause it can definitely cause problems it's caused problems I would say for before, so. 80% of athletes, a front squat would probably be a better way to go. But, like, a D-lineman needs to just get under the bar for getting yeah. back squat. You know? and, yeah. and you can't, like, I mean, a, 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 <laughs> squat, like a good old back squat where you just got some weight on there, you know, and everything. Like, that's that's fun. And but, someone's maxing or something like that. Like, yeah. that's, that's that's fun. But I would, say, I would say for most overhead athletes, front squat and then, you know, like all oh, baseball is ever in sport, but like I'd probably if I was going to like squat with basketball guys, I'd probably just have them front squat. Like if I was mm-hmm. going to do one of the two for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's I think once you get it down, it's easier to teach. It feels better. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you kind of like you've kind of grown to like it. I, I mean, I've always kind of liked it. Um, front squat. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would say for most athletes, like I would rather them front squat than back squat. But I mean, you just you got some dudes that just need to. Football definitely you got a back squad. Football's football's just a, a weird sport. Too. <laughs> I mean, we, I, I think we always draw the conclusion back to football, but you kind of have to. Yeah. Because it's like you're dealing with you're dealing with you know you could break it up in a skill. Like big I, I feel combo. like football is like you got to do everything type of you know like you got to really like get in there and like we were saying like basketball you're gonna stray away from certain exercises certain lifts yeah football I don't really know how much you need to stray away from yeah I know like your Olympic lifts you need to do your Olympic lifts it's like one of those sports that's played in a lot of different ways like literally yeah just by position it's gonna be different yeah like which is what which is what makes it fun to coach too because you got to draw up all these ideas for, you know, some of these some of these coaches that, are, you know, like small school coach, right? They got to make a one size fits all picture. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how does that work? And then you have these these big time 
Power Five school, then it's like I got six coaches to coach. They can each work with a position, right? Yep. Make it fit. Make it fit best for whoever I'm working with. Yeah, no, it, it, I guess, yeah, like three three exercises is, is tough to it is. Like, pin directly. There's a lot of different ways you could approach it because, like you were saying, with, say, like a goblet squat or an RDL, it, it'll translate into something bigger. You got to learn how to squat. That's, that's yeah. a definite. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care what way. Yeah, you way. need to learn the right way to squat. Yeah. Even if it's you start with a body squat, body weight squat. Yeah, you're talking about like form, like you yeah, know, yeah. You just need to learn how to do it right. There's just not another lift that's, that's going to benefit you, like your nervous system more than squatting. Mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. But I would another thing too. If you could, if you could teach like athletes how to do like calisthenics right, like that's a great place to start. I mean, like people like don't know how to do pull ups. Like, no. You know, like. How great of an exercise pull-ups are. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if this like, if the question I, that went through my head earlier, like if it was worded a little differently, like three exercises, like if you had to do three exercises, maybe like the rest of your life, um, I think pull-ups would be on there. Yeah. yeah all right. So I mean, say it is that. Like what? <laughs> like that. Uh, that what, what, builds your back. It builds so arms, much. Your whole yeah, posture is gonna be yeah. improved. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, rest of your life you're stuck with three. Pull up one of them, squat, uh, a form of squat. One yeah, of them. yeah, uh, and then yeah. a press. Some sort yeah. of press. To even that out. Yeah. But like, I think a pull up is a great exercise. Like a chin up. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to improve posture and build your post, your, you know, build your back at all. Yeah. Just. That's the way you, you go. can go with that. Yeah, grip strength. I get, I get agree with. I like. I mean, I like a pull up. Core. That's why your back's so big. Nah, that's deadlift. <laughs> that is good. Um. All right. Yeah. There's a talk about what, some supplements. All right. So what? Uh. What? Hold on. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll move on to the supplement talk to conclude <laughs> the top three. What? Well, Say t- all right, top three for the rest of your life: pull up, oh. squat. But so are we? But are we going pull up? Something though? we can all agree on for the rest you of my think? life. I would say maybe. I mean, honestly, if I would, I would even might would say for the rest of my life, squat bench dead. Yeah, probably. Can you can you do variations of it? Yeah, there you it has mean, to be one. No, no, I would go incline then on on bench. You. You can, yeah, ver- you can do- You're gonna hit both then. Alright, you can do it. you can vary the bench, the squat, the dead. You can do front or back, deadlift I mean really just deadlift, I guess. But um or like a rack pull or something. You could just say hinge and that could yeah. you could throw in. So you could argue deadlift. And then and then there with the bench press, press it could be incline, decline. Yeah, I'd probably do that then. If if, if I could yeah. do those variations, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I couldn't know, then I'd throw the pull-up back <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah, it, that, that, was a, that was a tough one. I love the I pull-ups. I love a good bench chin-up superset. It's good stuff. It's my bread and butter. <laughs> Ride yourself on? Yep. Alright, um, move along here. Last segment, supplement talk. The long-awaited for supplement talk. Um, 
Yeah, I just want to go over what, what, what I'm taking. I've got no supplements. Right Creatine and, and coffee. That's it for me. Uh, whole like whole milk and peanut butter for the protein. I honestly, I just I cannot drink protein anymore. I don't know why. I freaking hate it. What uh, what supplements have you uh, have you thrived on in the past? What do you mean? No, just like stuff you've taken. No, I was just trying to get get us to admit to taking to juicing. <laughs> no, uh, I mean no one. No, who, who's juicing? Are we talking about heart? heart <laughs> talking about like seriously, like in the past, like. French chain amino acids until I like did some research. Yeah, until you, you figured it out. <laughs> but um, I mean for me, well, I, I mean anything you might want to take eventually you want to I, try. No, I, I do. Know. I do like protein. I just I recently haven't had like a good one that I'm just like in love with. Mm-hmm. I know there's one out. There. I mean I I've consistently always drank protein, but like yeah, I lost you know I lost a ton of weight and I was trying to just use mass gainer and I just hate it. But. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I stick with like, honestly, milk and peanut butter have done me well over the years. So, I mean. Yeah, for your protein? Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's yeah. like a cop out, but I just, I'll, I'll order some protein or go buy some sometime that I like, probably like a lot more. It's probably like higher quality than you Walmart. You like pre-workout or just coffee? No, I mean I have I in the past like I've used pre workout. I'm just not a huge fan of it, but I mean I, I do like coffee. I mean I drink like rains. Yeah. Like I mean if I like really need to pick me up, I'm going to lift. <laughs> like I'll go to the gas station and buy an energy drink. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah it's hard to be an energy. But drink. I mean, dude, I I don't know. I, I feel like if I take creatine consistently, then most of my gains that I'm trying to make will come. Yeah. It's the best. It, it, it's the it's yeah. the it's best. The die, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and I have I need to get back on it. I'm not I'm not taking it right now. You you feel you feel like totally like a different person when you're taking it consistently. I mean like how much how many grams do you take? Do I just you? take five. I mean, okay. I yeah. know. I'll normally do. I think we're up to ten can be pretty beneficial. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of arguments behind creatine as well. It's like you want to load it like for yeah. four days. Yeah, like then, twenty grams loaded and then, for like, like five, five days. grams like, from there on out. I don't think I've ever done like one of those loads. I've, I've never. And, have. and and from what I understand, you don't even need to. Load. Yeah, I think I think there's like been some research done that you don't need to. I mean, creatine at the Lester is just the way to get it. That stuff was. I got creatine sprinkled in with some anabolic steroids. No, that stuff was that stuff was juice. I don't know what. <laughs> I gotta find some of that stuff. That stuff was gold. What was it? I bought some stuff like so. Like I did, I, I did. I like watched. The, this is a really bad thing to admit, but I watched a YouTube video <laughs> on different sorts, different types of creatine. Right? Yeah. And there's of course the monohydrate that everybody takes. Then there's like these three other kinds, and I was like, I, I'm gonna try them. Like screw it. Yeah. I got this. It was called creatine ethyl ester. Uh, I swear I've tried to like look for it ever since, but dude, I was doing some crazy stuff. Like, I yeah, I'd never heard about I, it. I, I, you, I don't think I bench pressed all summer long. Like, I was doing some push, some push ups, pretty consistently, and then like I don't know, just like an idiot went in there and just try to see what I can hit on the bench. Like I climbed up to like two eighty five, and I had never touched that kind of weight in my life. I was also doing like I did like twenty five pull ups in a row. Like just like I don't know I was just, I was just a <laughs> different person. Yeah, you're just like, a different person. And like when I ran out of that stuff, I was. It could have like, just been a testosterone spike. It yeah. probably was. 
Something was binding to those androgen receptors, and you're in good shape. But I'll, I'll never forget either, too. Like, so it was during football season, right? And you're you're getting pounded in the ground or lifting like two days a week. You kind of lose some of your gains. And I went and took an ACFT, mm-hmm. and I crushed it. Like, <laughs> it's like I like took it like several before. Yeah. And I was like, dude, and I was still taking it. It's like the leftovers from the summer up. I was like, man, like, I don't know what this stuff is, but like, I tried to buy it again. Can't find it. <laughs> they, they took it off the it market. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. anybody, uh, if anybody can find something, like, please let me know. We need a sponsorship. We <laughs> <laughs> need an endorsement from Walmart. I think I bought it from like, Walmart.com, dude. Wow. I got it through Amazon, like, from Walmart. <laughs> Wild story, but I don't know. That, That's impressive. Whatever it was, was working really well. It really was. It really was. <laughs> Josh, you want to discuss himself much? Do I? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm just taking protein and I guess you can call it pre-workout right pre-workout. now. I'm just, I mean, there's a fridge full of rain and I've just been just taking, taking full advantage. Do you, uh, have I'm taking a, in about 450 milligrams per day. Do you have a, f- do you have a favorite pre-workout powder that you've uh, come across, you think? Man. I don't know. I I had this stuff from First Form. Is that that's the the yeah, brand, right? That's yeah, that's the multi uh, I have right now. It's like all the I knew what all the ingredients were. It tasted good, and it had a lot of caffeine. <laughs> so that was that was the yeah. stuff. Yeah, First Form. I think First Form makes good products. Yeah, like I knew everything that was in it, what it did. Like some of the stuff you'll see, you're like, what is this crap? Yeah. You know, like. You look, it's got all these blends. I'm like, I'm going to steer clear. Yeah, from, you got to stay away from the proprietary Not that, blends. like, that's going to kill you over, but, like, I don't know what it, how that's helping me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, any, like, like vitamins and stuff like that, you got taking anything right now? That uh, I mean, I'm taking, like, what is it, GAT, G-A-T, yeah, multivitamin, multivitamin, with, like, a test boost. Yeah, I like taking a multivitamin, I think. I don't really know how much, like, it helps. It makes me feel better about like getting vitamins in and everything, you know. But feels like you're being healthy. You feel like you're getting something, right? Like, I've heard a lot of. I've heard a lot of like most both sides of the line. Multivitamin. I, don't know. I just I like the first. I have first form uh, M factor multivitamin, and I I like it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. At least. At least for me, like my goal every time I took a multivitamin was just to bump my vitamin C up, so I'm not like getting sick all year long. So yeah. mm-hmm. if I can just find a way to get that, I don't know. I uh, yeah, it's feel like, good about myself. Yeah. I think a lot of it you're probably not even using. Probably yeah, your body I mean, doesn't probably even not. use. I know, I know vitamin D. Um, that's a crucial vitamin for like almost everything. I take that every day because yeah. my multivitamin doesn't actually have a hundred percent in it so i'd take an extra yeah. and and stuff on the labels are like that's tailored to a 2000 calorie diet you know like yeah, that that true. and that like that would be for like a like probably like a 100 150 pound person or something you know yeah, like, i never thought about like that you need like we need because we're obviously bigger than that size like we're we're eating more yeah I mean, we're, we're taking more. In more we calories, need we need hopefully. like whatever it says on the label, say it says 200% of your daily value. That's probably more like 100%, I would say. It's definitely less than 200%, so like... Yeah, like 125. Yeah, so like you you need to at least be consuming more than what you think you are. Because right. it's just your, your body, like, being a bigger person. We're not like big dudes, but like, you know. You're pretty big dudes. 
We're, we're not eating. I'm not eating a 2,000 calorie diet. I know that. I know your ass is. Whoa. <laughs> Just got real hostile for no reason. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, tell us, tell us what you're on, man. Alright, what's the new stuff? I just <laughs> chopping out the bit. That I, just, you I just got, I just got to steal a supplement on the way. That's all. Yes. Yeah, tell us what it is. <laughs> I was going pro hormone on us. Nah. Um, uh, tell us about that first form stuff you got that you when you were trying to cycle off caffeine. Oh, the that, the adrenal restore. How'd that go for you? Well, Are you still I didn't, capped I didn't, up? I didn't cycle off caffeine ever, so I don't know how it ever no, worked. How do you cycle off caffeine? <laughs> you, you, were right. try, you were trying to. You're get like that weaning right. yourself off. No, the, no. The idea, the adrenal restore stuff, was like adrenal. It's like for adrenal fatigue, which is not like an actual thing. It's just like, you know, if you if you get so used to drinking caffeine and everything, it doesn't have its effect anymore. So the idea was like to restore your adrenal glands. In your body, and stuff like gotcha. Stop using like you know, kind of, kind of st- work off caffeine, so you get natural energy back. That's what it was for. I didn't stop taking. I didn't stop drinking caffeine. <laughs> so I don't know, like I don't know if it worked all that well or not. But you totally tried for like three days. Uh, I don't think I even feel the effects of caffeine anymore. I just like don't like get a headache. It. Yeah. You just like the. That's you just true. like to have it. I just I like to drink coffee. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's it's. You a, feel better about yourself after you drink. Caffeine's right? a yeah. superfood. Superpower. Kind of for really. Um, tell us about the steel supplement, man. No, it's on, uh, man. it's just a little uh, performance enhancer. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's the idea. Steel supplements are. are I actually would say steel supplements are like the No Seven, the pump stuff I had. That's us for real. Did you have some? I did, yeah. The pump, the nitric oxide. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was incredible. We, we, I mean, you will get a massive We, we tried the rested stuff. Yeah, that shit didn't work, dude. I, I liked it. I mean, yeah, I, I liked it the first, like, few times. You kind of get used to it. Yeah. But, uh... So are we, like, anti, like, unnatty on this podcast? <laughs> you're not supposed to ever say you're unnatty. Alright, okay. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> if we're being honest, all supplements are performance and answers yeah that's what I'm saying and yeah. still has got the best of them but uh, <laughs> do, do they well uh, but they they, they I, I mean I don't know I'm, from I'm my experiences you. with the, with the steel supplements they've worked they're more expensive and, and I think you get you what do you pay get for. what you pay for I agree with that 100% that's like with everything <laughs> yeah yeah but especially in the supplement how often do you like cheap out on something you're like oh this is a yeah, heck of a buy yeah <laughs> that's like, the thing like if you really want something effective you probably gotta be willing to spend a little bit more money for it I will say creatine though you can really go cheap on creatine cause all yeah. you literally need well yeah it's well, just, that's mono, good just thing get about the monohydrate yeah. it's, it's unless so you're getting whatever you, whatever you had that one time that's you can't even find that stuff no nah, it's gone I'd pay a lot of money for that stuff <laughs> I'd give a hundred dollars for that creatine I bought you. now <laughs> it's on the dark web <laughs> Yeah, I gotta find it on the black market. Um, yeah, taking a multivitamin, just yeah, regular protein. The pre-workout I have right now is pretty good. The brand's raw. Um, not a lot of caffeine, but it's got a bunch of other like not stuff in it. That that's really uh, I like the other stuff in it. It's kind of like a focus type of thing. So yeah. it's it's a it's a good little. Any greens? Or red? No, no, no greens. 
They're reds. Uh, we need Luke on, Luke, on, Luke on to talk about what he's taking. I think he's sponsored by Bear. Bear performance. Yeah, you know, what was that? He had one show where he said he, he had like 10 supplements from yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a slew of supplements. I'm like, dude, you, you're just like, are you even eating? Like, do you even need to eat? Getting <laughs> some, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, the, the, just be self sufficient off the of supplements, no calories. <laughs> you're in the clear. You just get all your calories from protein shakes. Yeah. Every every no, other vitamin and stuff. mineral you're getting is from some form of a supplement. So basically, like whatever that brand is, is keeping you alive. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I like I like I like supplements. I think people need to take them. I think you. Yeah, everybody has a different stance on. Like we were talking one time, like where would we really be if we weren't taking all this stuff? Like, I don't think it'd be that significant of a difference. It, but I, I think there would be... Yeah, it wouldn't be significant, I don't Unless think. you were really on something hard, like... Yeah. I mean, I think it helps, though. I mean, like... It, I did, and it, it kind of gives you a peace of mind. I think it gives you... It's just beneficial for recovery. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Because I think that's where it comes in the most. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, taking a pre-workout is, like, make or break in, like, your size. No, I don't, I don't think so. It, I mean... Like, research has shown that it does give you, like, more, like, work capacity. Like, you you you're, have more energy to put in work, which it translates to the weight, you know, weight room and stuff. Now, do you have to take a pre-workout to work hard? No, but, I mean... I think my problem with supplements is I never, like, get to the point throughout the day with, like, food and stuff where I can take supplements and it like gets me where I need to be and I'm, I'm like I'm either like over by a lot or I'm like really short and I'll take a protein shake and it's like it didn't really matter because yeah. I, I'm still really short of like my calories oh, or what, yeah, what protein to be, yeah. I guess it's on the flip side of that it's like well the fact that you took more you have more in you mm-hmm. that's gonna you know what I'm saying so yeah. there's always you should take them if you yeah, yeah. like it's, it's up to you but I've heard a lot of things about, like, official, too. Uh, Like, I've heard some people argue that you should take, you should only take three supplements. Protein, creatine, and fish oil. I don't know why. I I mean, I've heard that. I take one. I I know fish oil does have a lot of of benefits. It's like, it's, like, anti-inflammatory fat is what it is. There's a lot of good, good, like, things, like, for your brain as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there, you can... Like these things are on the market for a reason, you know. Like it, it they have research behind, especially the vitamins and stuff. Like uh, so, some of, some of the stuff does. Like I'm not convinced all these like athletic greens are really. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, that I, that's. Like, can you not just eat that in your diet? Yeah, yeah, I you mean, can. That's the thing. And 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 like the 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 focus stuff. Like, yeah. How much research has really been done about that? Like cognitive, like supplements. Yeah, yeah. Like a nootropic. I can see you getting into something like that. No, nootropic. That's like what's supposed to be like focus, like cognitive health. Yeah. No, I mean, there's actual like, like um. I'm I'm serious. Like I I know I've looked into this stuff. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know you have. Like there's a there's a an amino acid L tyrosine, which is tried and true. 
going to improve like your mental clarity. What about uh, Joe Rogan's uh, Alpha Brain? You looked into that? that? Nah, I've never really <laughs> looked into any of that. Um, but I mean, I'm serious. Like, there is stuff that will help that. Yeah. Don't you miss when you thought BCAAs were like really yeah, helping? Yeah, man. <laughs> man, like, it was so much money down the drain, but so much money. I mean, just... but like, when just mix enough a nice blender bottle. Of I mean, BCAAs, I was, you're I was like, like, I'm getting some max. I was mid workout, like going into the locker room, get me a scoop, and like walking out like I had something. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? The fact that they taste pretty, like, it's like a, you're, you feel like, you feel like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck, and it's like, this ain't, this ain't like a bad drink either, so it's just like, it's a win-win, you know? Yeah, it tastes pretty good. Whereas, like, protein most of the time tastes like crap, and, but you know you need it, you know? So yeah. it's like. Protein, yeah, your protein you gotta have. One or the other, it's like, okay, this, this is like, I need this, but it tastes like crap, so I mean, like, you're really gonna make, make yourself drink it, or you're just not gonna drink it at all. Yeah. Whereas, like. Amino acids, it's like, I'm drinking them every day regardless of what I'm doing because they taste pretty good. I'm supposed to be getting some sort of benefit <laughs> yeah. from them. Yeah, you just, I guess do your research or something, but... Yeah, you definitely should. I mean, you, you live and you learn, right? That's just yeah. kind of a part of it. But, right. I mean, I see James still has some amino acids down, down Yeah, he thinks he's getting something in there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, are they completely useless? I've heard they're not, but I've also heard they kind of are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know, know like, enough. I've heard that they can have benefits. If I've simplified my stuff. Like I used to look into all these different things. Like just yeah. take creatine, drink protein. Yeah, get get sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjust your diet based on your goal. If you want recovery, sleep. If you want to gain weight, eat more. If you want to lose weight, eat less. Yeah, it can be simple. It should be simple. Should be. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. Just throw a wrench into I it agree. if you want. Alright. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Josh, man, thanks for coming on again. Yeah. That's always always a good time. We'll talk. Uh, chatting. We'll, chatting fitness. We'll, we'll, we'll have you on again. I mean, you have, you have a lot to add, I feel like, especially like, as you as you said, kind of start to develop your philosophy and you get exposed to a bunch of other things, especially yeah. strength and conditioning, right? Because we had a really good, like, a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to learn more. Right. And, and there's more. S- still so new into it. Yeah. But there's also so much more that we could have talked about, too, I feel like, you know. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Um, as we. And, and then, like, we we'll be. Learn. So, I'll be with basketball. We'll, we're just going to start to get into a lot of more in season stuff. So, I'll be able to get more insight into that yeah, as we go. <clears throat> no doubt, man. Well, right. yeah. Thanks for the time. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Episode, uh, episode 17. Done.